Hello, welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome. It's Savory Avery, episode 11. Yep. It's December 30th, 2021. A Thursday. New Year's Eve is tomorrow, I think. Yeah, so... Been really, really cold these past couple of weeks. Very gnarly. I started to wear long johns. That was a big help. The walk from my house to the car is like obviously really short. The car heats up decently quick, it's not a big deal, but then I gotta walk like 15 or so minutes. It's a brisk 15 to where I work just to save some money on parking and like everything like on the first couple days that it was cold like everything got cold I was not not at all prepared and you know my hands were freezing my toes my legs my heels like even my chest you know usually like the one thing that stays warm is typically is typically your torso So I bundled up with another layer, threw on a balaclava to protect the face. Oh man, the face is the worst. Your nose. And every time you breathe in, your lips and like around your lips gets all cold. And your eyes start watering if it's windy. And if it's minus 40 or if it feels like minus 40, then it's definitely, there's definitely some some wind involved. And you'll straight freeze, you'll freeze up, man. Those tears, be careful. Don't be blinking too long or they'll literally freeze your eyes shut, all right? So just be careful. Try not to blink so much or do it quickly. The roads are completely messed. I'm literally sliding like 50 feet when I'm like coming up to a red light. Like I got to start braking like 100 feet before. A couple times I've just straight up slid into the middle of the intersection. Luckily... Like, everything was okay, but it's so scary. And, you know, at some of the intersections or, like, when there's, like, hills sometimes coming up to some lights, there will be gravel, but there's a lot of areas where there isn't. And at most intersections, when you get a green light and you start to go, it takes you probably five seconds before you can even gain enough traction to start moving. People are just sliding. Their wheels are going crazy. It's pretty terrifying, not going to lie. This has been a long stretch of cold. It's going to be nice like on Sunday. I think it's like a high of zero. And then it just gets like back to minus 30 again. That'll be lovely. Yeah, and uh, I started wearing long johns, and that was a big deal. And it keeps you completely warm for the most part, depending on what other what pants you're wearing. And then, you know, you you get inside and you start to warm up and everything's good. But then, you know, and like an hour goes by and like if you stay sit, like I have like a leather chair at work. And like if I sit and don't move for like an hour with those long johns on, my butt gets so wet. It's concerning. And like, and like I've been pretty like gassy, you know, so every once in a while, like quite often I have pretty gassy days and. You know, I'm, my ass is all wet. And sometimes I don't even know. Like, is it sweat or is it like shart? 
is it both? <sighs> Either way, in, in any combination, it's disgusting. I thought about maybe taking my long johns off when I get there and then when I leave again, putting them back on. But that's just too much of a hassle. And I'm lazy. So I just got wet butt all the time. <sighs> yeah. I, ho- I just hope it doesn't smell. I don't really know. I don't smell anything. But I'm sure that if I had like a little poo stain on my underwear, like all of that moisture and heat would probably like, you know, really like make it more, make the stench more intense, easier to smell, you know, kind of activates it, something like that. You know, today at work, I was thinking about my long johns because, you know, I was aware that my butt was wet. I was thinking, man, like, I love these things. Like, you know, like, Pretty much like your entire leg except for the butt area. It's perfect. Even when you're indoors, it's fine. It just keeps them warm. No wetness. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know what it is. I think it might be the seat that I'm sitting on. Some, some, uh, like every like hour, I'll stand up for five minutes, kind of air it out. And, you know, I'll like kind of look around and then like kind of like pinch my butt and then like pull the fabric off. And you can sometimes it's like so stuck. You can like hear it. It's like, it's like peeling off my butt cheek because everything is just so moist. It's like, you could probably wring it out. So I don't know. Maybe I have like a leaky butt, or but I doubt it. It's probably just the sweatness. Which is the sweatness is the wetness, most likely. Yeah, so I was thinking, you know, they should invent long johns that, you know, you put on like regular long johns, but you only pull them up to like your lower hips. Like they end right where your buttocks begins, right where the the slope starts, the incline, the angles. Yeah, like, you just pull it up, like, just below your cheeks. But it should be, like, one piece, though. You know, because you don't... Because if you, if you, if you cut them too low, it'll literally just be, like, two pairs of, like... I don't even know, leg sleeves? Which would also actually be okay. Maybe I should look for leg sleeves. I just need something that doesn't, like, wrap around my waist area. You know, end it low. So, like, there's, like, just a little bit of fabric attaching, like, right where it, like, you know, cradles you, yourself, your your parts. It'd be perfect. I mean, now that I think of it, I could probably just cut the ones that I have now and test it out. It's easy enough. Might have to give that a go. I also could just take off the long johns. I don't know. We'll see. I got I to gotta somehow, I got to deal with this wetness, though. So, I went to the compound the other day, and, you know, so something that I can really appreciate about it is, although I'm not really, like, a whole, a big fan of the park itself, it's okay, um, it's the only indoor in the city, pretty much, so, it kind of forces everyone from all across the city to come through to the same park, and you kind of meet everyone, so I've been seeing a lot of new people, it's pretty cool, you know, a lot of people I've never seen before. I only really go for a couple of hours. I always try to tell myself that I should stay for at least three or four, really get a solid session in. But after two, I'm dusted. Like, I'm sure I could keep going, but I'm kind of like, fuck it. I'd rather just go home. Like, I've skated enough. Like, back in the day, I literally had nothing to do. So I would just, like, keep skating, keep skating. But now I'm like, oh, well, like, 
it would be fun to skate, but I got other stuff that I'd also like to do. And, you know, I've already gotten enough. I don't need to, like, keep going until I'm going to be, like, super sore the next day. Although there's nothing wrong with going that hard. That is a good thing. And, you know, typically, uh, if I know that I'm going to be skating for most of the day, I won't skate very much while I'm at the park or whatever I'm doing. You know, trying to conserve yourself and pace yourself. Like, all you need is two hours. Like, if you go hard as fuck for two hours, like, just straight up, like, back to back, like, just, like, running around, like, trying to do lines, like, just not taking a break, you know? Like, you break a serious sweat and you get a really good workout. You can get your heart rate up really high. I mean, after each two hours of doing any sort of, like, cardio exercise... It's a long time. It's a long time to do anything. And, you know, you're jumping a lot and you're, you're really using your legs. You're not, you're not just, like, running, you know. And, you know, you're also using your core a lot, you know, like especially if you're doing, like, manuals. or. But back in the day, I would just make day trips, you know, taking the bus everywhere, just constantly, like, skating everywhere I go to and from places. And then when I most of the places that I was going to was to skate. And by the end of the day, I would just be completely exhausted, especially if it was sunny. I would, I'm really bad with putting sunscreen on, especially like first couple hot days of summer. I would just get fried, you know, getting acclimated to the new weather. And, and that, that tires you out. Like, of course it's painful, but when you get really sunburnt like that, it feels like all of your energy is just drained and you can't do anything. At least that's how I felt. But it's definitely it's definitely a combination of that and the fact that I'm just exhausted from all the activity I did. But I don't know. Now, I can get down with skating all day. But honestly, I would prefer like skating for a while, maybe like half the day because that's a long-ass time. And then, you know, the other half of the day, I can do something else. Like on the weekends, I like to, you know, I'll bike to the skate park to and from. And it's probably like, it's like a 45 minute to an hour long, depending on how fast I go. So it's like a, it's a long bike ride. Like I am like complete, I'm super tired when I get there, but I'm all primed up, ready to go. And then I'll skate. And then the bike back is pretty vicious. Sometimes I'll, sometimes if my girlfriend pulls up, I'll just like drive back with her, throw my bike in her whip. But, you know, that's fun. Or even going swimming or going to play tennis or going to play golf. Just, like, I love skating, but, like, just skating is kind of, I don't know. I, there's no reason to, like, for me to just do that one thing. It's not like, like I have nothing going on there. So, yeah, just try to keep it light. Try to go as much as possible, but try to do other stuff too. I think there's a good balance there. For a while, I was only skating all the time which is rad and i i think that that's sick and i respect it i just like don't want to do that now and it's weird because when i was younger i used to think that the people that kind of were skating less i'd be like how could you do that like i don't understand how you can physically just skate less i didn't understand like that there was other things like i thought that it was the coolest thing and like everyone had to do it and it's perfect for everyone but that's absolutely not the case and yeah as time goes on I, I i definitely like i still love skating the same amount but i've definitely like wanted to like expand more and not spend all of my time doing one thing 
Now that it's the winter time, everyone's smacking their darn skate shoes on the ground with vigorous, with vigor, aggressive force. Not with anger, not most of the time at least. It's to get the snow out. If you don't skate, you might not understand what someone's doing. You might think that they're having some sort of, you know, some fit of rage or some sort of like weird shit is going on. No. It's for a reason. If you see someone that is either stomping their feet on the ground aggressively over and over or is holding the shoe in their hand and is just like just whipping it as hard as they can on the ground, let's get the snow out. It's a real hassle. always has been. I've gotten accustomed to just bringing an extra pair of shoes all the time and not putting my skate shoes on until I get to where I'm going to be doing it. But a lot of people don't do that. And even just watching them, it's kind of frustrating because there is definitely a technique to it. Like there is a finesse. Like the best thing you can do is, you know, you can smack it as hard as you can over and over. But uh, the best thing I found is, uh, well, first of all, if you grab the shoe on the toe end and you smack the heel on the ground, much more will come out. It's, it, it makes a louder sound and there's, there's more contact when you're holding it by the heel and the toe side of the shoe is being smacked on the ground, but not as much snow comes out. And then you want to get a corner and you want to hit the shoe on like the side rubber bumper side of the shoe and like just smack it on the corner. And then like, that's a really good way to get all the snow out. And then, you know, hopefully it's not too warm and hopefully the snow isn't melting. Right. Then you got to, there's nothing you can do about that. You just got to kind of walk without lifting your feet up type of thing. Just sliding. Get that moisture out. But yeah, it's annoying. I was thinking there should be like some sort of invention for that. Some I've never heard of anyone coming up with a good alternative. Most people just smack their shoes on the ground. And I mean, it's reasonably effective to do that. But I feel like there could be like a cool new way that's just like fun. You know, I'm not sure exactly exactly how. But someone should uh, do something like that. But it's kind of ridiculous. People don't want extra weird gadgetry shit on their shoes. That's just weird. You know, like the craziest stuff you see nowadays is either like light up or maybe someone's got some like vintage ass Heelys. But those aren't a thing anymore. And not that I know of at least. Like maybe there's a couple off brands that do it. But you don't see kids rolling around on Heelys like pretty much at all anymore. Those are really cool. But so so many kids will get hurt on them eventually. I mean, it's understandable. It didn't work out. And then some people have lights, but mostly kids, right? I mean, like, I, I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever seen an adult that had light-up shoes and they, like, kind of smack it on the ground hard. Some light show occurs. And then they got the pump-ups. You know, that little bubble that you can pump up. It's supposed to help you with your hops gives you more vertical or something i don't know i i had a pair of shoes like that way back in the day but i didn't even understand it didn't really use it couldn't couldn't tell the difference you know it's been like the coldest ever like it's gotten like the lowest of the low now we're in the thick of it as people might say something new has been happening with me cold walking walking outside decent amount snot all the time running down my nose super annoying majority of the time i don't have a tissue on me when i do it's fantastic 
but most of the time I don't. And it's weird. Every day, the snot starts to fall out of my nose at like the same location every time. It's like I walk at the same pace and it takes the same amount of time for it to happen. And it's like right when I'm like leaving this this community with like these beautiful houses, walking up this hill up to the hospital, it's like it just happens like clockwork. It's really annoying and then you got snot and it gets in your lips and you know what to do. You don't know what to do and you have, you know, you got gloves on so you know, most of the time I'll eventually just be like, ah, fuck it. And I'll just swipe my, I'll just wipe my nose with my glove and have a giant snot thing on my glove. And then I had to just stick my glove in my pocket and hope that the snot magically goes away. And it probably just rubs all over my inside of my pocket. Or sometimes I'll just like pretend that it's hand sanitizer and I'll just like rub my gloves together until it kind of like dissipates a little bit. And like both of my gloves are kind of like equally wet. So it kind of looks uniform at least. But now there's a new thing that's happening. The snot's running. It's about to go into my nose. But, you know, as long as I'm not wearing a balaclava, it's so cold that the snot just freezes. And it's fantastic. You know, now, no longer a liquid form. So, <laughs> it's changed. Now it's solid. So, I don't need to wipe it in. It's a nasty, wet mess. Now, I just pick it off. Just tick. Just pull it out, pull it off toss it no no cleanup easy peasy and you know it's kind of like an ice cube it's like probably like a lot of water is in that you know and then there's the added spices i mean some of them are pretty long like they're you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of like snot ice it's it's nice and it's nice and I'm thinking about maybe putting in one of my drinks or something. I don't know. Should pop one in there. See how it goes. No harm in trying. It's mostly water. Probably if I had to bet. Snot. You know. I've never I've never eaten a booger in my life. Like on God. It's definitely crossed my mind over my lifetime. Quite a few times, but I'm always so, and there has been times where I've been like, you know what, I'm going to do it, but I'm just, it's too gross. I just get too grossed out. I can't handle it. And I was thinking like, oh, I wonder what a booger tastes like. But then the other, but then today I was like, wait a minute, I drink my snot all the time, you know, never had a booger, never saw it. I never picked my nose and then fucking put it in my mouth. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure that most people have done it, but I honestly never have. But the snot thing... You know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's natural. Like, I just, you know, like our body's designed that way. It just naturally kind of just droops into your mouth and then kind of slides down your gullet. And, you know, especially if you have dry mouth, like, and you don't want to have to, like, reach into your bag and everything, you know. Keeps your mouth a little bit wet at least. And it tastes fine. It, it tastes like kind of like water. I, I'm, not, I'm really bad at describing smells and tastes. But it doesn't taste bad, I would say, necessarily. And I was thinking, oh, well, it's probably the same thing as a booger. But I don't know. I feel like a booger would maybe be like t- taste more. I feel like snot is a bit more. It's like a watered down booger. But who's to say? Also, with boogers, there's probably like hair in it. And like fucking who knows what. So fucking disgusting. Ugh. 
But yeah, I've, I've drank my snot before, so that has to be, that has to be similar. And it's not bad, not bad at all. Uh, I was somewhere and there was music playing, and this one guy comes up to this other guy who has ox, and he's like, "Yo, give me ox." The guy's like, "Dude, you always ask for ox." And then the guy's like, yeah, because you always play mainstream shit. And the dude got all bummed out or whatever. I don't know. It's probably not the first time he's done this. Anyway, I think that he that but that guy who was heckling him eventually ended up getting ox. But it got me thinking, like, whenever you hear people hating on music, like, 99% of the time, it's someone, like, hating on mainstream music. It's like... It's like everyone has something negative to say about mainstream radio music, yet it's mainstream. I mean, like, I can understand someone ha- hating on mainstream music. I definitely have a lot of criticism for, like, a lot of what's played on the radio. Just, like, just my personal taste is is what I mean. Like, it's just, like, a lot of it just, like, it doesn't really, like, interest me very much. So there is definitely some great music that's on the radio. I think it's ridiculous for people to to judge music by referring to radio music, like, putting all of that into one category. It's like, dude, there's a lot of radio channels. And I know what they mean. Like, typically, it's, like, you know, the channels that play top ten. And, like, I understand that. But... It's just funny because you never hear anyone hating on music that like isn't mainstream. Or I mean, people definitely do, of course, but like majority of it is people hating on mainstream stuff. But yet, it's mainstream, so majority of people listen to that. So like, it's kind of funny. It's like how can you hate on something that is the most popular? But I feel like nowadays, just because of how much more access there is to to streaming platforms that can really open you up to whole new genres um different types of artists and stuff like that i feel like there's more and more people that are opening up and like more people are developing their taste and reaching out to different types of things that maybe they wouldn't have considered before and you know that's how it starts it's just a matter of finding somewhere where you're able to Uh, access things that you know aren't being served to you and everyone else you know you have complete freedom to browse you can you can listen to anything you want you can listen to stuff that has like a couple hundred plays and who knows it might be really good most likely not but every once in a while you can find gems and that's really cool i feel like it creates like a more of a connection to the artist when they really aren't popular at all because there's a lot more like interaction and response to their fans, of course, just because of the sheer numbers, less amount of people to deal with. And I feel like that gives some people more of a reason to follow certain paths in their music taste. And I've noticed over the years, you know, when I was younger, like almost all people, I was into one type of music and, you know, a lot of people would would hate on whatever music you were playing if it wasn't what they were listening to. And But, you know, everyone was like that. And everyone thought that they listened to the best music and you didn't really understand, like, how it was subjective and how there really is no best song or best artist or best playlist. 
objectively, but there is one for every person. It just depends on what you like, and that's okay, and there's no wrong answer. But as time goes on, you'll slowly open yourselves up to to slightly new things, you know, but that are still very similar to what you're into. So, you know, maybe you listen to rap and then you start listening to an artist that has a lot of rap songs, but then they also have a couple of R&B songs and you can kind of get into those. And then and then maybe you're on Spotify and you go on their on their radio playlist and and you find a couple of other R&B artists that you like and then and then those artists maybe are into something else and before you know it you're at a completely different genre across the board. And it just takes time to warm up to things and to find ways to appreciate the different types of music because, you know, there really is value in all of them. Yeah, so Christmas happened. It was pretty dope, but it was just me and my immediate family. and It was a really good time, like most Christmas, whatever, play games, eat appetizers, do Secret Santa, open Christmas gifts the next day, and then have brunch and then kind of just hang out, play games come back for dinner play more games have dinner play games and then leave or sleep over i don't know it depends it was a good time i uh, ended up getting a new tv which is nice uh, very very stoked on it actually uh, our old tv broke i think i mentioned it in a previous podcast recently it broke like maybe a week and a half ago maybe two weeks ago just stopped, it just didn't turn on one day. We're watching a movie one night and it was kind of like doing some weird glitchy stuff like very intermittently and quickly and like for a short period of time and then we kind of forgot about it. And then uh, the next day it just wouldn't turn on and tried it a few days later, still wouldn't turn on. Uh, so then we had an extra TV. We, we were using that for a while. And then I was scoping out deals, but I couldn't find any good deals. Nothing crazy, you know, nothing better than like, 20% off. I mean, th- there were some good deals, but the but for the deals were for things where like the sale price was like two grand. I was like, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't want to spend that much on a TV. So I ended up uh, going to Best Buy, and there was like one deal that they had that was for in sale only. I mean, uh, that was for in store only. That that they didn't advertise online or anything. It was like a fair price. It wasn't like a huge discount, but it was it was definitely the best deal that they had there. They just had like 12 of them, like right when you walked in right there. Yeah, I grabbed that. So it's a 58-inch Insignia Fire TV. I don't know. It's like connected to Amazon Prime. So you kind of like you log in on your Amazon Prime account and then you can access like it's like a computer almost. It, 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 it looks like... The the main page looks like Windows 10 almost. It's like all these apps are hovering around and there's like lots of different things that you can do. And then, but you can just change the input and use it like a regular TV as well. But it's great because we had an Apple TV, but it was like an older version and it only outputted regular HD. It didn't output 4K, but the TV that we got was 4K. And so I was like, shit, I might have to buy one of these newer Apple TVs and like one of these like new HDMI cables i think they're like 2.0 cables or something uh, that are able to handle that type of uh like that type of video resolution and then i got the tv i turned it on and then i realized like you just connect the tv to the wi-fi and you access all the apps directly on it so there's it outputs 4k perfectly fine because we're not using any sort of external hardware so 
good to go. It's beautiful. I'm very happy with it. I was going to get something a bit smaller. I'm really happy I didn't because, you know, it should last me quite a while. And it's a good rig, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I don't want to get a new one or anything. It's a perfect size. It's nice and big, but it just fits. Like, like the legs barely fit. There's about like half an inch or a quarter of an inch on either side of the legs uh, hanging off of the end. Yeah, it's a good time though. And I ended up buying a new video game. I bought uh, Mario Party Superstar, the newest Mario Party game for the Nintendo Switch. And it's awesome. I am slowly getting addicted. It's a slow process. It usually takes about a couple of weeks before I start to get into the habit of wanting to play it all the time. But I don't know if that's going to happen with this game because it's kind of simple. It's a good time, and it's definitely a really good party game to have, and I really do enjoy it. But it's one of those things where I feel like after like 20 or 30 hours of me just playing it, I'm going to be like, all right, this is fun, but I'm going to play this once a month when I have like family over or something like that. I kind of wish that I bought a Zelda game because there's more, there's a lot more to it, and it's just like, it's different. I, I love Mario games, and I'm happy that I got it, but I think I'm going to buy a Zelda game. I think that the the Skyward Sword will probably be the one that I get because it looks more similar to Breath of the Wild, but I don't know how I feel about these the bird flying around everywhere. It looks weird. I hope that's not like a big part of the game. I hope that he's like on foot for most of it. Uh, but if not, I'll get Link's Awakening. I'll play those. Should be good, but I want Breath of the Wild 2 to come out. That's I'm I'm definitely going to cop that as soon as it drops. No doubt. Yeah, so I'm playing Mario Party on the new TV. It's a good time. My mom got me an air fryer, and we've been using that up. It's pretty awesome. I'm still getting the hang of it. I've had a couple of fails, a couple of successes. Um... I made uh, fries, you know, just cut up the potatoes and then toss them in oil and salt and pepper and wha- whatever other spices you you enjoy. Put it in the air fryer for 15 minutes, maybe 20. Boom, perfect. They're great. They're actually really good. They're not quite as crispy um, as frying them in oil, which is what I typically do, but it's a lot quicker way less cleanup and although they're not quite as crispy there's like other qualities to them that kind of make up for it and it's it's definitely i would recommend i tried to make fried chicken that was a fail i tried to cook like a kilogram like six big chicken thighs you know i breaded them I don't really know what the correct order is for fried chicken. I kind of just do my own thing. Every time, typically, I'll dip it in egg and then dip it in flour and then dip it in egg and dip it in flour and then dip it in egg and then dip it in breadcrumbs. And the compartment, apparently, that was the biggest sized air fryer that you can get. And the compartment, like, barely fit it. And it was not designed to be cooked that way because the chicken on top just got burnt and then the chicken on the bottom didn't really cook. So you had to like put it in for 10 minutes and then take all of them out and like flip them and switch the layers. It was a big pain in the ass. It took a long time. So you got to be careful about that. Definitely going to try chicken wings soon. That'll be fun. But I'm a huge fan because frying oil on the stovetop is such a fucking mess and it's such a pain in the ass. And also it's healthier to do the air fryer and easier. My girlfriend is kind of a freak when it comes to gifts. 
she always, for my birthday and for Christmas, comes up with the dopest stuff. And she'll usually buy me some things, but the main highlight, like the main gift, is always something that she makes herself. A DIY gift. They're always so creative, out of the box, and very well executed. So thoughtful. And for Christmas, she really outdid herself this year. She gave me a handmade checkerboard. It is beautiful. She has a wooden frame on the bottom. And then she hand-shaped clay blocks, painted them black and white. And then set them with epoxy on top of the wooden frame. And they're all different shapes, sort of, and different heights when you get close up and look. But then when you zoom out, it looks uniform and nice. And it's bigger than uh, any usual checkerboard. A typical checkerboard is 7 by something. And this one is like 11 by 12 or something. And so, and instead of there being three rows of your own checkers, there's only two. So it takes a bit longer. The games are quite lengthy, but they're super fun. And yeah, it's a really good time. And it's so sweet. And it's super handmade. It looks great. Um... So that was good, and she's stoked on the massager I got her. I've been using it on her every night, like on her back, and then like on her feet, and she seems to be pretty stoked on it. It's working pretty well so far, so I'm happy about that. I'm one of those people that always is compelled to call back a missed call, or to just always answer a phone call, just because you never know who it might be. And, you know, most of the time, it is someone that you don't want to talk to, meaning someone trying to sell you something. But that's okay. Not a big deal. The worst is when you get one of those calls, but the sneaky fuckers are like redirecting the cell towers or doing something so that their phone number is masked with a different one. And then you miss the call and you call them back. And then like the person that actually has the number that was displayed on your missed call list answers it. And this one time that happened to me in college when I was going to Nate, I remember I saw this missed call and I called and this person was like, hello. And I was like, hey, uh, you called me. And he was like super pissed. He was like, what? What? No, I didn't. Like, are you, are you, are you clowning me? Like, what's going on? Like, are you playing me or something? Like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, like you called me or whatever. And he was like, don't fucking call me back. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do. Like, leave me alone. I was like, what? I was like, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, I must've called the wrong number. Like, and then, so then I hang up and then I make sure that I type the right number in and I call the number back that called me initially. And the same guy picks up and he's so pissed. He's like, he's like, stop fucking calling me, bro. Like, what are you doing? And all this stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It felt horrible to get yelled at by someone who was seriously just an honest mistake, misunderstanding. And this dude 100% thought that I was doing some sort of fucked up prank or I was trying to scare him or something. I was literally just trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. I've been watching a lot of Modern Family lately. Can't get enough of that show. I always go through these phases where I'll finish a show and if I really, really like it, then I'll find myself re-watching it typically months later once I've had some time to cool off and switch it up. Sometimes I'll re-watch a show three or four times. I've done that with The Office. I've done that with Parks and Rec. Those are probably the two. But I have re-watched a bunch of others twice. I just watched, uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Modern Family, and I love it. It's so great. There are so many damn episodes. 
It was like, I don't know, like 15 seasons or something and like at least a dozen episodes in each season, like a ton. But I I am familiar with almost all of them. It's it's very rare that I'll see something, uh, an entire episode that I haven't seen before. I've definitely like watched all of them, I'm pretty sure. Every once in a while, I'll be watching an episode, and there will be a couple of scenes that I've never seen before with a funny joke, because, you know, who knows, I was probably, like, going up to change the laundry load or something like that while I had it playing, because a lot of the time, I just have TV kind of playing in the background while I do stuff, and I, with comedy, if you don't know context, and you don't, like, understand what's going on, then the jokes don't work, and, and then you kind of just waste them, and, you, and then, you, you know, you feel like you've seen it, but you haven't actually, like, digested the content fully I just finished watching the new season of Superstore I think season 6 in my opinion it was the worst season that they've had so far I was very disappointed with how it turned out Uh, Jonah was being super weird and sucked the entire season I don't know what happened to him but he became this like super like woke and like like flailing bombastic weirdo who who would just constantly be in awkward interactions and basically made me cringe every time he was on the camera i mean like at a certain point i was watching it with my girlfriend and at a certain point every time he was in a scene which is most of the scenes we would just look at each other and be like what the fuck is he doing like who like what like what writers ugh but there were still a few characters in there. Like uh, I've always thought that Glenn has been a solid character in all of the seasons. He had a bunch of really funny bits in season six, but like as a whole, I wasn't a fan. It was a lot of COVID talk throughout the entire. Like you know, the first episode was like heavy COVID stuff, which I kind of understood. I, but and I was hoping that would kind of be the end of it. But it kind of like led through the whole season, and I just I can't. Maybe as time passes, it'll be more nostalgic. I I I don't know how to pen. I don't know how a pandemic can be nostalgic, but I feel like it'll be different maybe in the future. But right now, I'm like I can't I can't digest any more of this. I can't keep stop with the COVID. I if I'm watching TV to relax. Yesterday after the compound, by the time me and my girlfriend got home, it was so late we didn't have any energy or enough time to make anything for dinner. So we decided to order something in. My girlfriend was gracious enough to do the ordering because we both loathe it. We're horrible at making those types of decisions and typically it takes us at least a half an hour to even come up with what we want to order and who we're going to order it from. But she gets it done. Beautiful thing. Except she got Papa John's. Papa John's! That's right. The best pizza. I mean, the most pop. The most popular pizza chain on earth. I believe so. I believe to be true. We had the pizza and let me tell you, it was crap. My girlfriend was like, what would you rate the pizza after we ate it? I ate like three pieces of a large pizza and I felt like dying after. Like just from like the brick in my stomach. And she was like, uh, oh, I would give it like a like a six. or And I was like, oh, nice. And she's like, what about you? And I was like, mm, like a two or three like i really the 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 crust was okay that was the only saving grace you couldn't pick up the pizza like like you know sometimes pizza has a little bit of flop 
you know, and that's okay. You kind of just like stick your thumb under there. Or you, you grab your other hand and you kind of support it a little bit. It's not a big deal. You can still get a bite out of it. I was supporting the entire fucking thing. Like both of my hands were out flat and it was, they was laying on my hands. And then there was like an inch of it that was hanging off my hands. And it all of the toppings just fucking fell off. Like it was pathetic. The, the dough had no, like had no structure, couldn't support itself. And the toppings weren't connected at all. They were all just like completely separated from the pizza dough. And, you know, sometimes that happens because there's a lot of sauce and it, it can't really stick to it. But no, there was no fucking sauce. It was just like some cheese, some pepperoni, and then like a bunch of other stuff. I didn't know what it was. And then cheese and then dough. And it was just bad. And I wouldn't recommend Papa John's to anyone. It sure is cheap, but it sure sucks. I would prefer Little Caesars. Little Caesars is cheaper than Papa John's, I think. Probably around the same cost, but it's better, in my opinion. As long as you eat it while it's hot. Some pizza is good cold. Little Caesars, eh, not very good when it's cold. Not very good when you reheat it either. You gotta kind of have it while it's in its prime. Like, But yeah, it was definitely disappointing. But now we know. We ordered it because we were like, I don't even. She was like, do you like Papa John's? I was like, I don't even know if I've ever had Papa John's. It was, uh, I would not, not, not buy again. I would not recommend. It was worth a shot though. Now we have a few pieces of them in the fridge. I'm just going to let them go bad. Fuck it. My door has been creaking like crazy lately. It's gotten worse over the past few months and. Typically, I'm leaving the room in the morning while my girlfriend is still sleeping. And when I open and close the door, it creaks like crazy. Even if I do it really fast and really stealthily, there's no getting around it. And I keep forgetting to fix it. You know, it's one of those things where you kind of forget about it. And then in the morning it happens. You're like, shit, but you're half asleep. So the day goes on. You completely forget about it because, you know, it's like 12 or 13 hours before you get home after that happening. <clears throat> So, I was like, okay, I got to fix this. I was thinking about maybe like rubbing butter on it, but I was like, I don't know if that'll work. So, I searched up online. I was like, alternatives to door hinge lubricant because I didn't have any sort of lube, not that I know of at least. And one of the ideas it mentioned was olive oil. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, either butter or olive oil. And it said olive oil. So, I grabbed that. I poured a drop on top of the hinge, hoping it would kind of pour down and I would turn it all around while that was happening. And then it would kind of seep into where it needed to. It didn't really work though. So then, so what I did was I put some of the olive oil, like just on a piece of toilet paper and put enough on so that it wasn't completely soaked into the paper towel. And then I just rubbed it all over the door hinges and then ran the door back and forth a bunch and then wiped all of the olive oil off and it's perfect now no squeals there was a bunch of dust that it wiped off also which probably helped that's probably what was causing some of the friction but it works like a dream now no creaks at all very proud of myself felt good to fix that and then there's this table that we have downstairs and every time that you walk within 10 feet of it you hear something shaking on it because it's a glass table and like there's something on it that's like making this annoying little shake and it's just it's not a big deal but every once in a while my girlfriend will be like hey did you notice that like what's the deal and I fixed it before but it got worse again so I was playing around with that and 
and I eventually realized that basically everything on the table was causing like a little bit of a sound to happen. So I got a bunch of these coasters and I just put coasters under all of them because they're made out of yarn. So they did a good job at insulating between the two hard surfaces that were making the tapping noises. That's good too. That's all I got. Hey folks, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And uh, I hope that you have a good week. And I hope that you stay safe and everything's going to be all good. Uh, follow me on Instagram at skatebug, S-K-8-B-U-G, skatebug. Avery Nozin on YouTube. I started an Instagram page for the podcast. It's Avery Savory, A-V-E-R-Y. S-A-V-O-U-R-Y. Check that out. And then uh, Tacky Turtle on Depop. Thank you very much. And uh, have a good one. I'll be talking to y'all in 2022. And uh, we'll all be existing in 2022 very soon. Looking forward to it. Let's get it. Peace out, dude.